welcome to In the Footsteps of Jesus from Down Under. This is Nick Kurita, your host, and I'm very happy to welcome uh, my guest today, uh, Pastor uh, Glenn uh, Townend. Pastor Glenn, uh, you are the president of the Seventh-day Adventist Church Division mm-hmm. for the South Pacific Division. What that means, when, we, when you hear division, you know... <laughs> We are not divided, are we? Well, no, but the, the, the Seventh-day Adventist Church around the world is divided into administrative units. And um, so there's uh, some in South America, Middle America, North America, and Europe is, a divi- you know, is divided up, also Africa, Asia. And, um, yeah, there's 13 of those divisions, if you like. And uh, South Pacific is one of those. So we're Australia, New Zealand, Papua New Guinea, and then uh, all of the islands of the South Pacific from the equator uh, right out to Pitcairn, French Polynesia, and uh, north to Kiribati, um, yeah, and everything in between. Yes, and I've been to Kiribati, a wonderful place there, mm. uh, quite isolated, but yeah, it was very interesting to be there. Uh, we are part of the um, Seventh-day Adventist Church globally mm-hmm. under the General Conference, and uh, you serve as uh, uh, president of the South Pacific uh, Division. Now, Pastor Glenn, uh, we had the opportunity to talk to you um, some time ago, mm-hmm. and I remember that uh, you have some connections with South Australia because uh, we are here in Adelaide uh, yes. right now. No. We, we, we are, and um, yeah, I get to travel all through the beautiful South Pacific, but I love coming back to Adelaide um, because I was actually born in Port Pirie, and I lived my first five years of life, Port Pirie, Adelaide, and Mount Gambia. So uh, South Australia is special um, for me, and also I have a son and a daughter-in-law and my only granddaughter. Wow. Uh, living here in Adelaide, so it's always good to, to come there. But I've got friends and family all over the place, and I feel at home all over the South Pacific, so that's a good thing. That's great. And uh, the Seventh Adventist Church is a great uh, big family. It is. And uh, uh, Pastor Glenn, I would like today, just if you can uh, share with us um, a little bit of uh, project, which I heard you talking about for the last couple of meetings here in uh, Adelaide. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that was entitled I'll Go. We are in the footsteps of Jesus. This program features mainly, you know, your story, your testimony, but also um, discipleship. Yeah, and, and following Jesus is in the footsteps of Jesus. Yes. And, and yeah, so you talked about the General Conference or the World Church. Um, it, it has a strategic planning process based on feedback that it gets from surveys and um, their latest... Uh, response to the, the various surveys of community and church needs around the, the world is this I will go strategy, mm-hmm. um, which focuses on uh, three things, spiritual um, needs mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. growth and leadership. So they're, they're the, the three things. And it's all done in this the, the basis of Jesus saying to his disciples – at the the end when he was about to be resurrected, go into all the worlds. Go and make disciples. And so when we go and make disciples, we want to, that's our mission. And our mission is to make a difference in people's lives. And then when we go and make disciples, we want to see them spiritually grow mm-hmm. um, and, and uh, develop. And if they spiritually grow and develop, well, they can 
become leaders and and be involved in in leadership of a movement that God is a part of. Mm-hmm. And so that's what uh, the the world church strategy is for the next uh, five years. And how is that uh, contrasting, you know, with the Christendom where uh, people are uh, waiting for, you know, uh, let's say new disciples or people to come into their churches, but the great commission of Jesus Christ is to go. Actually, are we falling into a different stage, you know, and usually we just passive awaiting mm. and we need to renew that uh, great commission look absolutely because um you know many people say you know if god calls me to do something wow god wouldn't call me i'm not good enough i'm not you know and and there's certainly biblical examples of of that um but yeah god is saying we need to go rather than expecting people to come to us and be attracted to what we have and i hope that uh, what the the christian people and church offer is attractive but um yeah that we need to go and be involved in community and i guess faith fm is like that it's involved in the community it's out there um you know talking in 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 many places and and so yeah we are to go as jesus went and um, to take whatever we have of understanding of Jesus. And there is no limit. Uh, I mean, um, as you just pointed out, tendency is to say, I'm not qualified. Mm. Um, I'm not a minister or I'm not, uh, you know, uh, good on uh, talking or sharing the good news. I'll go has a place for everyone? Absolutely. I mean, just talking with some mums uh, recently who started a, a uh, mother's group. And um, they just connecting with other other mums and uh, then sharing some of the things that they're learning um, because all children are different. There's always feeding problems, behavioural problems, sleeping problems, mm. you know, those kind of challenges that mums have. But if they can come together, well, you know, mums go out and, and, and talk to other mums and, and say, hey, this is information that I found. And then and in that way, connecting them on a, a disi- discipleship journey. I, I know of another group of people um, who discovered that there was a lot of crime in an area by young people. Mm-hmm. And uh, they found out that the young people were, were somewhat homeless and uh, couldn't work, couldn't support themselves. So they started providing food for them. Um, and then just going out there into the community, providing food. Then they discovered that uh, these these young people were were actually wanting to do better, but they were just involved in crime to to survive. Mm. And and so they shared a um, a gospel of Mark, John, and Acts in in one little little book, and got them starting reading together. But they went out there. Originally, trying to just help these these young people, and then they've been able to, by feeding them, been involved in um, and just mingle with them, uh, yeah. find out about their uh, needs and struggles and whatever it is. Because particularly in the context we live now, even with COVID nineteen and uh, all those things, you know, there are lots of questions in um, in people's minds, and uh, it's important to connect. Absolutely, and when you do connect. And if you are a follower of Jesus and you're outgoing in your everyday life, for me it's about going in your everyday life and just being aware and ready to help people, um, whatever it is. And, and these people have obviously 
um, you know, not particularly skilled. Mm. You know, there are thousands of mums and they kind of go, wow, I didn't know how to do this, but I'm learning on the job. And, you know, mums do, do a great job, but need support, see it, do it. And life experience, you know, I mean, a Christian uh, experience, uh, your walk with Jesus, as we um, call this program in the footsteps of Jesus, is your personal experience, your testimony, which is the most powerful tool, um, you know, in our hands that we can share with people. Now, I remember you shared some stories from various places in the Pacific mm-hmm. and in the surroundings where uh, maybe tradition is very uh, strong and it, you may think oh, it's very hard to do anything here because if I don't uh, comply or if I don't fit into that tradition then um, I can't do anything. Is that the case? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, certainly um, in in the Pacific there are lots of traditions of, of culture and um, of uh, the traditional values and boundaries and and that whatever that if you don't follow the protocols nobody will kind of speak speak to you um, and if you're not known you're just an outsider mm. and so um, the best way is to actually get to know the people um, and talk with them and then get them to invite you in and and then they'll say hey we can allow you to be a part of all that happens in our society. And if you make yourself known and what you can provide, yeah, exactly. uh, then uh, I believe you can open uh, doors. Can you share with us, I heard you talking about a place in, I'm not sure exactly what it was, in the in, in Pacific somewhere, yeah. where uh, people struggle with their health. And sure. um, our church, uh, which uh, it's very strong in uh, health message also, mm-hmm. uh, going hand in hand with the gospel, were able to reach out sure. to those people in the community. Can you share with us yeah, a bit yeah. of that story? Yeah, look, that that, well, that was in Fiji, in Nandi, um, because, yeah, Jesus is about our well-being. You know, he wants the best for us, and uh, many people struggle with health. And in the, in the Pacific, um, every 20 minutes, somebody loses a limb from type 2 diabetes. Wow. So type 2 diabetes is a big challenge, and particularly by people eating a Western diet. And so uh, a group of uh, church people with some health professionals did some basic health testing um, in, in some villages around Nandi, and we're able to to show the people that hey you know they're almost got diabetes and so they need to think about their life and if people were diabetic and didn't know and there were other issues of course they you know referred them to uh, medical practitioners mm-hmm. but they also offered intervention lifestyle uh, things like you know having exercise uh, drinking water having good um, sunshine and not too much and fresh air and and eating garden food, natural food rather than the food bought in the shops and just sharing all of these things and challenging people that if you have, you know, some health issues, these are preventative ways. And and they've started to see whole villages change their, their health um, because of that. And uh, we're, we're delighted because it's a way of stopping type 2 diabetes. Mm-hmm. And, and giving people a better life, which is what Jesus was all about. Well, that's great. Um, now, also, uh, as a leader in, uh, in the church, um, what sort of strategies do you have in terms of uh, encouraging people to enroll, to involve in this 
I will go. Well, the, the, the bottom line is we would hope people will listen to what God is saying to them, whatever gifts, experiences, abilities, whatever, you can do something. And, and so we would encourage you to, if you see a need, work with people, work with um, government authorities or wh- whoever to, to try and make, make a difference. Mm. Um, and, and as a church, um, different projects, we're there to back, give resources, um, ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's a whole lot that, that um, we can help as long as people are willing to to go and follow in the footsteps of Jesus. No, that's great. That's great to hear that, uh, Pastor Glenn. And um, yeah, talking to, uh, you know, uh, somebody just listening to our uh, um, little chat here, uh, what would you say to somebody who may not uh, have experience yet a connection with God? Well, that um, the the Bible says very clearly: if you seek for God, you will find Him, uh, because God really wants to have a connection and a relationship with people. Because God loves us all; He 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 wants the best for us all. Um, and and so, yeah, if 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 God isn't real to you, and you would like that to be a reality. Just believe that he is there and say, hey, God, I want to get to know you. And amazingly, it will happen. I've, I've, over the years, I've spoken to hundreds of people where that, that has happened. Um, and they can say, we've just said, I don't know whether there's a God or not, but if there is, I want to find him and, and, um, and, and make a connection and it will happen. That's great. Now you have some meetings also aside, uh, you know, with the leadership here in uh, South Australia. How do you find the uh, people of God here? Uh, are they uh, uh, involved? Abs- absolutely, Nick. Um, I mean, I, I I get a sense I've been coming back and forth from South Australia to South Australia uh, quite a bit, probably a little more because my son and daughter-in-law are, are here and. Um, I, I'm noticing people getting more involved in in community kind of activities and and trying to to do something to bless other people um, and and more projects like that and I kind of go hey something's happening that's a good thing that's good yes and we have a couple of uh, centers also starting here like a small planting churches we call them um we're inviting people to come along to be part of the community uh, we we want to make ourselves available in mm-hmm. the community and that's probably where this uh, project can be very effective absolutely i will go and when you do that it's not just that i will go just to do Bible studies with people. I will go to meet the needs of the community. Exactly. And then all other things will fall in place uh, as we know each other more and more. Yeah, we've got to serve. And if people are struggling going on their own, there's always good if you can do it with other people. Mm -hmm. And in a sense, it's a we will go. Um, We will support you. We'll be behind, you know, and, and, and that sense of doing something together is is a really really good thing mm. i mean i personally am involved in a bicycle in group um 
And yes, I like to cycle on my own, but it's always better with other people and you, you learn more, you talk more and you get to know a whole whole lot of people. And, and yes, all kinds of conversations as you're riding or you're stopping at a, you know, to have a, have a drink um, gives you opportunity to, to really connect with people. It's a great thing. Very good. Now, I know this was a bit of an ad hoc, you know, I just uh, saw the opportunity, you being here and I thought I'll just have a uh, Quick chat with you. Do you have in your sleep a, a story, something to just share with us, uh, which impacted you in the last uh, period of time? Look, I've got many, Nick, but I'll finish uh, with with this one. There was a, a retired couple in New Caledonia who couldn't afford to live in Numea, the the capital city, and uh, so they had to to live uh, or or buy a house outside in a in a small village or town. And in this particular town, when they got there, they noticed there was a big church um, there um, and thought, oh, well, maybe they're a good religious community. But as they, started, as they were living there, they noticed the church was never opened. And as they got to know their neighbours in that area, they would do, did a lot of gardening, uh, flowers and trees and vegetables, and also a lot of fishing. They were by the sea, um, and they they would doing gardening and fishing with the people, the people said, um, no, we, we don't even have a priest and the church is never opened. And, and so these, these people said, oh, wow, we've come to a very unique place. And uh, they were believers and followers of Jesus. And every Saturday, Sabbath, they would go back to Namir for church. And then these people would ask, every Saturday you, you go somewhere, what are you doing? They said, oh, well, you, your church isn't open, so we can't – so we go go back to uh, Namir. And they say, yeah, but on Saturday, why Saturday? And, and lots of conversations, and eventually they were able to establish a small group of people interested – not just in gardening and fishing, which they did and talked a lot and whatever, but actually exploring the Bible mm. together and uh, finding some spiritual answers. Um, and that happened about because some lost somebody in death, a, a close uh, relative in death and lots of questions, and they didn't have anybody to help do the service. So they were able to get their pastor to come and help and all of that. It's amazing. You go together and see what God can do. It, it's amazing what happens. And mm. so they've got a, a little group meeting together um, weekly, um, asking questions about God and looking for answers together in the Bible. That's great. Hey, thank you very much, uh, Pastor Glenn, uh, for being able to talk to us uh, on Faith FM here. I will uh, pray to God that uh, wherever you go, you know, you'll be able to uh, enrich, uh, you know, uh, people and motivate uh, people to follow uh, God's call, uh, which he gave us all to go and make disciples of all nations. Uh, have a wonderful uh, time still here in Adelaide, catching up with family and do some other work. And uh, wherever you go, please just uh, take our uh, greetings also uh, to the people around the uh, South Pacific. Absolutely. And thank you, Nick, and for what you do at Faith FM. May God bless Faith FM. God bless you too. Thank you for tuning in with us today. And I would like to leave you with some more information about the project I will go and I'll come back uh, to finish with a song. So I've heard the church talk about this plan called I Will Go. It's got my attention, but what is it? 
I Will Go is the brand new strategic plan for the Seventh-day Adventist Church. The phrase is rooted in key passages like Isaiah 6, when Isaiah responded to God's call by saying, Here am I, send me. And Matthew 28, when Jesus said, Therefore go and make disciples. Now it's our turn. The strategic plan is part of our response. It will do two things. One, equip you with what you need to embrace your call to mission. And two, provide you with indicators to track your progress as you respond, Okay, Jesus, I will go. I think I'm following, but what is that mission? I'm glad you asked. Our mission as Adventists is to make disciples of Jesus Christ who live as his loving witnesses and proclaim to all people the everlasting gospel of the three angels' messages in preparation for his soon return. It is a big task, but no one has to do it alone. We have a massive support system of more than 21 million members in over 160,000 congregations throughout the world. Phew, that's a lot of members. Have we made progress? With that many, how could we not? But we're always open to improvement. I Will Go builds on the success of our previous strategic plan called Reach the World, where we set out to... Let me guess, Reach the World? (laughs) What gave it away? Following Reach the World, the church evaluated the effectiveness of our different initiatives worldwide to gain valuable insights for the future. Basically, after years of work and research, we developed that evaluation system and transformed it into a strategy that will run from 2020 to 2025, which we're calling I Will Go. Okay, evaluation, got it. What happens with those insights? Adventist church leaders create a plan and then what? Just tell the world what to do? (laughs) Not at all. All that research will only be worthwhile if Adventists all around the world engage, collaborate, and innovate right where they are. I Will Go isn't about telling you what to do. It's about helping you follow through with what God has already placed on your heart. Every spiritual influencer needs support to be successful, and the church wants to provide that. Ooh, I like the idea of getting support. So how does it work? I Will Go is made up of 10 objectives that are divided into three areas of impact, mission, spiritual growth, and leadership. Each objective has its own key performance indicators, or KPIs for short. KPIs are measurable ways to help you determine whether or not you are achieving your current objective. There's no sign-up needed. They're there for you as you need them. Think of them like segments in a progress bar. Progress tracking sounds great, but what if I don't even know where to start? Don't worry. The KPIs also serve as a sort of brainstorming tool with examples to help you get started. Some KPIs are intended for those in church leadership roles. Others are intended for individuals like you and me. And... The objectives can help you determine which KPIs to use. The great thing is, if the Holy Spirit inspires you to create something completely new that isn't on the list, yet accomplishes the mission, go for it. What about church initiatives we've already been doing? Does this mean that we'll replace them? Nope. Initiatives like digital evangelism or revival and reformation are actually methods of fulfilling the I Will Go plan. Take, for example, hmm, the TMI initiative. Too much information? (laughs) No, total member involvement. Oh, I've heard of that. It's where all members of the Adventist Church are involved in some form of intentional mission. Yes, sir. TMI is just one way to fulfill the I Will Go plan because it seeks to involve everyone. I'd share more, but I don't want to give you too much information. (laughs) I see what you did there. So basically, the I Will Go strategy helps Adventists like me create brand new initiatives and improve the initiatives that we already do. You got it. I Will Go is not some feel-good slogan for lukewarm members to comfortably observe mission from afar. If we're serious about completing the mission, 
we need to strategize. That's why we're urging all who bear the Adventist name to understand and embrace the I Will Go strategic plan, from the areas of impact down to the KPIs. We may talk the talk, but the I Will Go plan translates our mission into tangible, realistic goals in order to walk the walk. By applying them, we can ensure we practice what we preach. I think I get it now. This is a rallying cry for Adventists everywhere to fully embrace the calling God has placed on them. Jesus commanded, therefore go and make disciples of all nations. And this is our opportunity to say, I will go. Whenever the Holy Spirit inspires you with ideas for how you and your local church can make an impact, we challenge you to respond, I will go.